Hello there, and welcome to another week with Bill With It. You've boarded the Bill With It Express with uh, me, your host and driver, Abner, and my co-host and navigator, Amelia. Thank you. So, it's been another blinding week for stabbing in London. You know what, I didn't realise that the stabbings in London were so prevalent and important. I mean, I know I watch the news and it's always on, but... Now that EastEnders has done a story, I really understand. <laughs> Why watch the news when you've got Sharon talking to Linda, though? She was just spouting facts. She was just there just to give us the stats and the facts. I get all of my stats and facts from Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> Without further ado, shall we park up outside the Carters yet again? Linda had a blinder a week. She was organising Shaquille's memorial. She was getting candles. She was asking for doves. Or you know what? She, she was being... She's bringing the community together. Well, it's, it's hard. I mean, this is, what, the third funeral that the, the Vic has had to have? And it's... Well, one of them's been fake, though. They still did it. We, they still went through it, yeah. Yeah. They know how to throw a memorial. Are they just going to start throwing memorials every Friday, just in case? People are just popping off the square like nobody's business lately. That could be a new uh, spin-off. I don't think I can bear to see any more of Mick moping about being blackmailed by someone or being blamed for someone's death or... I feel really bad for Mick, okay? Why is he never... Or being stabbed. It's just... just He got... Oh, he got shot, sorry. Yeah. He was in the shower, like that scene in James Bond. You know, Casino Royale. I've never seen it. Oh, and in Casino Royale, he like does his first... Does his first murder mm. thing. <laughs> he does something and he sits in the shower with his suit on and just mopes. It's a very normal scene to have though. A lot of people like to cry in the shower. It's because no one can distinguish between the salty tears and the water. I feel bad for Mick though. I mean, he he's dragged a teenager into his own car, refused to wait for the ambulance, which is neither here nor there. We've learned our lesson. But, you know, he's trying to do his best. And then Keegan comes along, the boy that he saved, and goes, well, you should have listened to my mumbled whisperings. Every time he spoke. It just sounds like he's starting to sneeze. Every time spurt, every time spoke, spurts of blood would like <laughs> pour out. Mick was probably like, um, I need you to stop whispering your nonsense. And also, can we please acknowledge that Shaquille fell over in a bush? So Partly to blame. It's kind of why like he didn't want to be found. <laughs> Maybe he wanted to die. Maybe. The beats weren't enough for him to live for. Beats, Becks and babes. <laughs> so I felt really bad for him, especially when like what Carmel's words... You chose wrong. Oh, sorry. You didn't get it right. You saved a boy from dying, but Not the you right didn't one. get it right. Yeah. My son is worth more than that one. I mean, that's fair, so, but is it? I don't say it out loud. <laughs> we can but, say it in our heads, Carmel, but... Poor Mick, honestly. What did she want from him? Okay, going back to that shower scene, do you reckon it was like an audition to be the next James Bond for Danny Dyer? Do you reckon he's on his way out? Do you reckon this is it for him? Imagine him coming in with the suit on. And then he's Bond. James Bond. There's no, climate everywhere. It would be... My name's Bond. Danny. I mean, James <laughs> Bond. Cut! You're in Hollywood now, Danny. You can't keep doing this. I just don't get it. My Swede. It's gone out my Swede. What's that again? Someone Doesn't else brought anymore. out the Cockney rhyming slang this week. A lot of them are bringing out the Cockney so, rhyming oh, slang. Karen was with the... the Karen Kagan, has, yeah. He would be brown bread. I just, I re felt really bad for Mick, and I don't understand why he couldn't go to the memorial. So, are we... He did. He was the ghost of the feast. 
<laughs> he looked out the window. Are we to believe that he's blaming himself? Is that what they're getting at? Because I don't know. I don't get it. I, for one, do not get it. I do admit that I can't wait for the scene where Carmel finds out that Mick turned his back on her steps. Is that what he's thinking about? Maybe or has he, he not realised? Does he think it's real when he goes home? Does he go Maybe with... He I... says to his uh, actual wife, he says, uh, who's also Linda, yeah. he says, no, no. <laughs> if it was. <laughs> they have to because otherwise he just he doesn't get it. He just doesn't get it. He goes down and goes, two bloods have been stabbed and one dies. It's, you're acting, Danny. You're, what are you doing? You're acting, me. Danny. That's you're, your job. You're getting too involved in these scenes. Our daughter's on Love Island. <laughs> Do something about that. Does she get stabbed? <laughs> no. Um, halfway back, which is nice. The Ted best scene. screamed at halfway. Ted. I'm going to mention Ted here. What? <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to say about he him first. He comes in after one boy, one local boy has died. One local boy has been stabbed. Making... His neighbour. He walks in, halfway is just, you know, a little bit deep in thought. But first of all, is... first before he says that, he says to Danny, this would never have happened in my day. It just would have been, you know, a bit of a fisticuffs. Literally laughing that two boys have got stabbed. Puts his newspaper down and then... And then he says to halfway, hey, get me a beer! <laughs> God, like, I thought he, you like you said before, I thought he was meant to be depressed. Uh, depressed? I thought he'd cha- and, he like, um, I turned over a new leaf? his daughter promised me that she was forcibly moving him. Into a home? Yes. I was, so, yeah, we were all hoping for that. I was that. excited for that. We, oh, that would have been great. <gasps> we could have had, like, a couple of flashes to him just sitting by a big window. <laughs> and it's always raining. And then we could have just dropped him out of the show, like we have with so many other characters. Stu, Mitch, his daughter. Keanu's dead. Charlie's dad. Another who promise. Another promise that's failed another to... Another uh... promise from BBC. <laughs> I don't have much else to say about the Carters. Um, a lot of deranged scribblings on the iPad. <laughs> Let me just check the notes. That's pretty much it. I mean, <laughs> it was mainly Mick being mopey. Not mopey. <laughs> I don't think he's moping. I think that he's grappling with some pretty heavy issues. He's always grappling with heavy issues. I mean, for Danny Dyer... Putting toast in the toaster was a heavy issue this week. Yep. Oh, yeah. Also <laughs> cutting, cutting the slab of slab bread. Slab of bread. That Where must have been bread like that. Must have. Well, it's just the uncut loaf. He cut it himself. Yeah. And then he cut it. himself with the knife, getting it out. Poor. I thought it was gonna end with him getting electrocuted. Cut his own hand. Did well, he look at go, her own hand? Maybe Can't I well cut her own hand as maybe well. Maybe I stabbed him in a way. You're coming after Mick and I have to defend him, okay? He did his... He, he's obviously got a couple of feelings of guilt, mostly because everyone on the square that should be feeling guilty is going, well, I don't feel guilty because Mick obviously did it. Keegan, wasn't it you that stole the bike and then refused to give it back and then got your friend stabbed? Yeah, yeah, but I took Carmel out there and we, like, looked at the guy before getting him arrested. Mick... And then I offered to stab him as well. True. Offered to stab him You're back. You're a good guy. Alright, off we go. Well, before we go to the next stop, which will be the Kazimis. Or should we have a lemonade first? And now it's time for everyone's favourite EastEnders-themed game. Who 20? It's me 20! A game where you, the audience, and Abner listen to a series of clues about a current mm. character. And you have to try and guess who it is before the time runs out. Mm-hmm. Abner is annoyingly fantastic at this game. <laughs> okay, are you ready? I'm more than ready. This character first appeared in November of 2001. Is it? Is it Louise Mitchell? No. Okay. The mother of this character famously shot the father of this character with a gun from E20. I'm so close, aren't I? With Louise Mitchell. Mm-hmm. 
You You'll know it's close. close. So it's Lisa who shot Phil, but who's Lisa's it's daughter? Louise. <laughs> it is Louise! <laughs> Were you, you were, you, were you trying to think of like, were you trying to... How do you get I think it's because so I can read you. Because I can, I, I seem to be able to know which character you're going to pick based on who was in it this week. And because Louise was in it a little bit, quite a bit, but not too much. She wasn't your, she wasn't your Carmel's, your Cushes, uh, your Danny's. Oh, she was... Have been <laughs> She's had one name change through the series, which was exciting. She was born a Fowler, because Lisa tried to mask a Mitchell baby as a Fowler, but we all know that that was never going to work. You can't mask a Mitchell baby. No, no, no. Her forehead was too big. Um, she had some run-ins with her half-brother Ben when he burned her repeatedly and then left uh, her in a yeah. shed. She was the one that sent the naked photos of R.I.P. Shaquille, gone and forgotten. So I bet she feels a bit embarrassed about that now. Ah, listeners, if you enjoyed this week's fact file, please do message in. If you got it as quickly and easily as I did, then... I don't understand how you can just get them. I, I think I, it, I, I just must know you. Know. Here we are at the Kazimis, the, the hub of all the drama. The howlings. The... Is there a dog in there? Um, Bonnie Langford, should we touch on her and Carmel? Should we start there? Where does Bonnie end and Carmel begin? <laughs> it's depressing to watch. I'm not sure if she's overreacting or... Overacting. She's overacting. I want to go with the latter. And the former. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people have been saying that she's I mean, been doing bits on the show. On the, she's on a, super compelling, but I don't see it. On the other side of the fence... Kush seems unaffected. He is in the pub having a laugh. So is Carmel just carrying the guilt for everyone? And that's why. Even, like, Shaquille's dad and his other brother, which I've never... Darius. Yeah, him, which we've never met before and wasn't really introduced properly. Maybe he's the one that's... Maybe Carmel has seem to care. the sympathy and grief from her... from the men in her family and she holds it for all of them. Yeah, so she tried to kill herself as well? Yeah. Well, over a watch? She tried to, and then she immediately stopped. Over the watch that Kush <laughs> was like, why are you so bothered about that watch? It was a fake. Gross, mum. It was a fake. Boo, cheapo, scape, mum. <laughs> this like, is why I'm moving to Dubai. Like You're he, crap. <laughs> it was like he didn't realise that maybe his mum wanted the watch for sentimental reasons not to sell it. It was a big watch as well because she had a lot of words on it. To Shaquille, happy birthday. I am so proud of you. You are the boy that I've waited for. Good for luck with years. the beats. Love mum. XXXXXXXXXXX. P.S. <laughs> Good luck with the beats. P.S.S. Don't get stabbed. Mm, yeah. Well, actually that oh. didn't make it on. No. The guy who did the engraving was like, we can't, we can't have everything. Anyway, do you want, goes, do you want the beats or do you want the warning about the stabbing? Says, and she said the get beats. This, get the, get the stabbing off. It's a safe place, Walford. Phil Mitchell, two doors down. Well, he prefers the bat, doesn't he? He does, but still quite violent. Yeah. Quite yeah, a violent yeah. death. Yeah, she was. Screaming. She was crying. She uh, was she said blatantly he... telling Karen that she wished that her son had died. Again. Think these things. She was. Don't say them. <laughs> she was akin to like a golem sort of a figure. And there was a bit where um she she held a box of like sewing stuff to fix his trousers, mm. and she held it up and was like, "My precious." <laughs> I thought that she was most like Gollum slash Smeagol when she woke up and asked the date, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, she's she's coming back to us," and then she started talking about how Harry and Meg Harry and Meghan. Will, uh, will it be on their honeymoon? 
which is super <laughs> exciting and I think wrong as well actually I don't think they went on a honeymoon I hate to say it but I kind of switched off every time Carmel came on the screen I wouldn't say it was too depressing to watch no, I didn't cry over <laughs> Shaquille's death and I've cried over a lot of things I've cried over things that aren't sad but he had beats yeah. Bex babes Shaquille and All his babies. You're right. On the one end of the spectrum of Shaquille's death, you have members of his immediate family who are feeling guilty that they didn't spend enough time with him nor tell him how much they loved him just going about their business. Mm. Talking about business ideas. They can't wait to move away. <laughs> Watching Carmel and Shaquille when he was alive, no love lost between them, apparently. Like, she... Yeah. She, she was overbearing and nasty. Babes and bounce, him, you yeah. know? And, she, and he looked at her like she was a bit of a block. <laughs> his passion, his music, his love, his life. Uh, the other funny thing was Kush with the uh, repeated picture on his iPad. Oh, he only had the yeah, one picture. He had maybe a whole Facebook page to look over to look at pictures of his brother who's now dead. He only looked at the one photo and it was the one that was framed anyway. So just next in case to him. The iPad, Not framed in another room. Framed next to just him. Just in case the iPad died. There'd be that other photo. <laughs> yes, see it. We never see the moments where they're taking photos. We're not even. I don't need to see the camera go up and them taking photos. I see enough of that with Tiffany. I would at least like to recall the scenes. When have they all hung out like that? Bex and Shaquille and Keegan kind of weren't really friendly due to the whole naked photo thing. Well, none of them are really Keegan friendly. Keegan was actively bullying Louise. Keegan and Hunter don't like each other. Bernie is being bullied by Louise, and Tiffany doesn't like any of them but wait, like Keegan. we're putting all our differences aside because... But what I'm saying is, where have all these photos come from? Because they don't like each other. Unless they from just the took them times. the day before. From the good times. There's been no good times. <laughs> the good times! The storyline has been ultimately that they cannot get along, except for Shaquille. It's what he would have wanted to play Spin the Bottle, his favourite game. <laughs> Hunter, who didn't actually know him at all, yeah. No, um, but he knew him so well in his heart of hearts. That he knew he wanted the party at the we'll E20. Go to E20, my club. <laughs> you can all pay to enter and for drinks. Yep. It's a business after all. Spin the bottle, that's what Shaki that, would have wanted. I think... <laughs> also, we never addressed, I asked you this and you never answered, what if Keegan had got Bernie? <laughs> the worst moment, perhaps, was Bernie having one sip of her drink. And, and drunk. Immediately becoming... Drink. Absolutely off her head. Drink, drink, drunk. She was slizzard. She was leaning over Bex and Louise and saying, You're my best friends. You're I my best friends. Oh. Louise actually, I think, was it Bex or Louise that actually just walked away from it all? I think Bex walked away. And Louise was like, uh, are they? <laughs> Keegan like, was trying to look out for his sister and she was like, Ah, oh, whatever. Me and Shaki. We were best mates, except we weren't. Then we got a kiss from Keegan and Louise. Yeah, no, that was off screen. It was off screen, wasn't it? Because then... Yeah, we were just told... Why did we not get shown it? That seems like a quite an important part in that story to show. Because it was out of respect. It was a kiss for respecting Shaki. It's what Shaki would have wanted. Shaki would have wanted it to be out of the show. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, I mean... Is it, that it, the it, That's all they had. Like, they didn't... There was no development. There was no, you know, kind of tunnel of grief they had this weird moment all the like mick karen and carmel where she walked in just as Ka uh, karen was saying my son's alive what a time to walk in honestly that was embarrassing <laughs> to say the least but then they had this moment where they all kind of just 
Mick was so uncomfortable. I don't think even Denny wanted to be in that scene. <laughs> well, he doesn't understand the line between acting and real life, True. as we've so he's, discussed already. He's devastated. I'm sorry, before we leave the, sh- <laughs> before we leave the Kazemis, yeah. I have one thing I want to ask you. Ask away. It better Darius, be Kazemi based. Kush and their dad are going into business. High in fashion. And it's only going to work because of their connections. <laughs> of course! I forgot about it! <laughs> So obviously, D- they're both quite high up. In... He's very rich yeah, by the looks Darius of it. Darius is very rich. He's already in the business. He has connections. And his dad wants his to dad invest, so he's obviously got money. He's got money. He's living in Essex, a high-end fashion place, I hear. You tell me all the time. And Kush. Kush is on a, a market store. He has one son with Stacy Slater. He's on the Doherty 20, but we've never And she ever runs a fashion stall. And, so... and he's dating Denise, who works at the Minute <laughs> Connections. Where are the connections that well, he's This is what I'm bringing? saying. I'm I'm spending a sitcom. I'm spending a pretty good BBC One split sitcom. What should we call it? I don't know, but it's going to be on Friday nights, straight after EastEnders. And it's going to be called... Keeping up with the Kazemis. <laughs> Keeping up with the Kazemis. Yeah. <laughs> and you, I can already see the picture. It's Darius <laughs> and Kush sitting down on two chairs. And... The dad, like, standing up in behind the chairs and putting his hands in the air, like, what am I going to do? <laughs> and Carmel's, like, lying, like, on her side with her hands, oh, like, on, on her, supporting her head in a slinky red dress. But in and front in the of her, is there an urn? No, there's not an urn. There's just the framed picture of Shaquille in the background. Can Shaquille be in it, but as a ghost? Well, no, you'll actually know Can they bring him back it. using Dubai it magic? And, and ringing on her white mobile phone. <laughs> And yeah, and, and he comes back as a ghost. But he's actually, the the premise is that they only do so well because Shaquille is... is sorting them all out. Well, yeah, he's giving them advice. Yeah, he's giving them advice. Is it through other people? Are they getting apparitions of oh, him? Yeah, apparitions. Why did he leave? He's not going on to anything better. Shaquille? Yeah. The beats. But how will we survive without Kush giving Martin love advice? Well, Martin doesn't need any anymore because he's got that sweet, sweet How Stacey How will home. E20 survive without Kush sometimes on the door? Billy. Of course. Shall we move on? Yeah, uh, I'd love to. I've never wanted anything more. We're going to move on to the tailors, but before we get there, it's time to stop by Albert Square. It's time for the big fight. I'm excited. There's a memorial going on in here. Should we have a fight? Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> Just we've got to be careful of the candles and stuff. We could wait till after, but we're on a really tight schedule. Well, Haley's here, and she didn't know him, so... Yeah, I mean, maybe people would be, you know, grateful for the entertainment. Yeah, fair enough. Because I mean, Bex isn't so singing, so... Oh, what? I know. Someone fair. I know, so they need something going on. She's so selfish. So we'll, we'll just set up in the little corner over there. It's time for Albert Square Off. Sound good? The weekly fight. The rules never change. It's a cage fight. Bare fist. One-on-one. Two characters currently on the show. Who wins? You decide. As in me. <laughs> if you me. disagree with Amelia, tweet in, email in, comment below. Do, no one ever has. Do, just do something. Let us know you're listening. Your fighters in the red corner bring in his chest set, which he's not allowed to use. <sighs> Ted Murray. <laughs> <laughs> and in the blue corner, recently back from holiday, oh? Patrick Truman. Patrick <laughs> Take away your, your favouritisms. Yes. I never want Ted to win, mm-hmm. but in a one-on-one fight, yep. Patrick yep. v Ted, mm-hmm. ding, ding, ding. So, I see Patrick being the crowd favourite, but I see Definitely. 
People are chanting him on. Yeah. And that helps. He does. The, the crowd support always helps. Now, you forget that Ted has lived a very sheltered life, okay? Mm. He seems to only ever talk about the past. And mm. you know who was in the past? Joyce. Joyce was doing everything. She was buying the fish, she was raising the children, she was fixing his trousers. She was doing everything. You notice what he doesn't talk about now? What? The present. Without Joyce. Because he's incapable of doing anything on his own. With the Patrick. He's high on life. He's got a new romance, so he's obviously active and fit. Going on long walks of the beach in wherever he went. He's got money to spend now. I'm thinking he probably did some sort of like elderly self-defense test. He's had to live with Denise and Kim, okay? Oh, yeah. That makes you quick off the mark, alright? If you want the last bit of milk, then you're quick to get it. If you want that couch and that lumpy sofa, you're straight there, okay? If you want to hide your betting receipts, you hide them quick. He is strong from being in that love relationship. He's a survivor as well. He's been on the show a long time, which, yeah. which says a lot. He's got two crazy sons. Has he also had a stroke? Yeah. I think he's had a stroke too, he's so that could that go against him, his health? His son, well, but look at his sons, Paul and Michael, okay? Both legitimately crazy town, okay? <laughs> which means that there's something lying dormant in him that he will awake. We only, the only thing we see lying dormant in Ted is an occasional depression. Whereas when he chooses. Patrick, there's something in him deep inside that is going to be brought out. So I know that you think that it's because I prefer Patrick and that's why I'm pushing him through. But hopefully from my explanation, you'll see why I've chosen him. I just see Ted as having a never die attitude. He'll but just go in there. He never gives up. But he Look does. At him. He, no, he doesn't with Bernie. He never gives up. He does, though. He's all about the chess. She's mourning Shaquille, and he's up there with a chess set, with a little timer yeah, going, so if it was a remember chess the match game, later? If there was a chess game, I'd absolutely say Ted. But so if, I, if I was to say to you... Sh all those shots that, that BBC give us of him sitting in an armchair in the dark. He's constantly giving up. Okay, so our first mature champion is Patrick Truman. Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. If you agree with Amelia, comment below, email in, give us a tweet, do something for once. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you don't agree with her, do Take the exact same. Yes. Comment below, don't tweet, email. If you want Ted through and his chess antics to fight another day, give us a message. Right. The Taylors. Here we are at the Taylors. Yep. Once again, back at the Taylors. The big story is Bernie. The coming off the back of the whole teen enders in the E20 bar, spin the bottle. Well, it's Pride Month, isn't it? She kissed um, Tiffany in spin the bottle, mm, egged awkward on. Awkward moment. Uh, and now she's a lesbian? Well, now she's exploring her so sexuality. So now she's questioning her sexuality. Basically, what the writers have done here is thought, they've looked back at the episodes and thought, hmm, Ted and Bernie's really creepy. We've put yeah. the bed in the background of shots. Yeah. It's a creepy relationship. How can we say that we were never intending on doing this. Bernie's a lesbian. Lesbian. Sorted. Who said that? Great. <laughs> Get it on the show. She was, there's nothing creepy because she's a lesbian. I think it's great that she, the BBC and EastEnders want to show us a character that's I think it's genuinely great. trying to explore because we've only ever had established like gay or straight characters. No one's ever really kind of, you know, stumbled and aren't quite sure. Oh, Saeed. Oh, he's a true. Been done. He was a bit old though. Repeating storylines. Yeah, but he was a bit old. We we need we need, we need a, a teen doing it. Okay, right. 
And we need. And it has to be Bernie, does it? She smelled a story. She smelled a storyline. Why does it need to be Bernie? I was gonna say the one good thing that will come out of this is notoriously gay characters don't stay long on the show. Hmm. So I'm excited. Hashtag Bernie out. I don't find Bernie like accepting of other people at all. We don't have any growth or development. She came in self entitled and like and clingy. And she still is. She's still self entitled. She just people seem to like her because she stands up for other people, but only when it serves her. Yeah, anyway. And she's not respectful or nice about it. She just screams at other people for them. She's clingy to Tiffany. She can't make other friends. She's not very nice as a sister. Like, when does she ever say, take Chatham and Riley out, hey? For a little walk. Exactly. Down to the park. She's Fancy always allotment. making fun of other people, and she's just, it's just kind of Skipping school? to watch. She's not a good role model at all. No. Why has she got this following? I've said it before. I'm saying it again. I don't, I'm telling you, I don't. Why, why do people love her? If you love Bernie, please comment below. <laughs> please send us an email and tweet us. All three things, and tell us why. I just Why do you like Bernie? I mean, I'm not going to talk anymore about Bernie because I'm, I'm aware that people like her. And I give you... Res- I understand... Don't, lie. Don't say you've got respect for these people. No. You've got respect for these people. I can try to understand why you feel that way. But what I will not understand, what I refuse... Why we bother with Bernie? Listen, we have Bernie, who is from a slow socioeconomic family, who's found this gift in chess, who is like, who's breaking barriers. Then we have Karen... She's breaking barriers by showing everyone that you can be a good mum, you can put your children first rather than about Bernie, not, and things not like Karen. that. Then we've got Keanu, who's out, he's working, he's showing his respect and loyalty to his family. Then we have Keegan, <laughs> who's black and therefore must commit crimes and not go to school. And have a dad who doesn't want to know about him. And have bad grades. Yeah. Why doesn't he They're... fit with the tailors? Because all the other tailors are on the rise. They're gaining respect from the community. It They're is... giving back. And then there's Keegan. <laughs> Why are we being nasty to Keegan? Yeah, he's a stereotype. Keegan has been written as a stereotype. Do they get bored with him or what? When they're creating the family. I like the tailors. Don't get me wrong. I, just I like Keegan. Them. I'd prefer yeah. Keegan to Bernie as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so where do you? Where do you see the, the gay storyline going? Do you think it's going to be Tiffany and Bernie forever? No, I think, they're going ever. To do, I think they're doing and exploring the sexuality of Bernie's storyline. I don't think... And how long is this going to go on for? Because, I mean, Chess went on for a about ten weeks. It'll, so be, it'll be in line with Pride going. Week. Pride Month, sorry. So what we're going to get is we're going to get this month-long storyline about whether Bernie has feelings for Tiffany or if they're just friendship feelings and we'll get an exploring the sexuality storyline, which, again, I have no problems with. I've got no problem with it. I've got it's the wrong character. You've given me someone I don't care about. Yeah, do you reckon it's time for a bit of wise words? I need them. It's time. Welcome to Philosoph. Hey. This is the moment that we take a. Sorry, we discuss how Phil's quotes from last week have affected our lives and how we've tried to take on his words of wisdom and employ them into our everyday struggles. And then we give you, the listener, the quote for next week. Mm-hmm. And we all try and... We briefly try and We discuss, work together to become better people. Yeah. We briefly discuss how we might take it on, and then we move ahead. I mean, the chance of there being a jingle for this segment is rapidly decreasing. Well, we're we're two weeks without it. You so. seem to be not interested. We're doing the jingle ourselves. So what was the, uh, what was the line last week? Last week was, you want the arches? You can have them. Glug, yeah. glug, glug. So... 
Abner, how did you go with this week? Well, me and you went to McDonald's. <laughs> and we both bought a... I think we have the same example, but okay. <laughs> Is it from different viewpoints, though? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we bought two of these little, uh, nice little refreshing drinks from we the cafe menu. Ourselves. Yeah. You had like a little frozen lemonade, strawberry lemonade. Don't get it, it's not nice. And uh, I had this, this lovely... Ad, by the way. This McDonald's does not sponsor us. McDonald's, if you wish to sponsor us... We'll take it. We'll, we'll take, we don't even want money. We can just take like food? tokens, coupons for free drinks and food. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. We'll take that. Anyway, I had this lovely honeycomb mm-hmm. frappe chocolate thing. Nice. Which is a lot, got little chocolatey bits in it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely lovely. It's lovely. We started walking back with them, drinking them. Uh, mine was lovely. <laughs> Absolutely delicious. <laughs> And you said, oh, try a bit of mine. And I thought, oh, it's refreshing. It's all right. It's not as good as the honeycomb chocolate frappe. Not a mark on it, but, you know, it's, it's all right. And I could see in your face, I could see in your eyes, you know, that you weren't enjoying this little frappe. <laughs> <laughs> this little frappe, this little lemonade. You, you, it's really sour for you, wasn't it? Yes. It was. Your little face was screwing up every time you took a sip I of it. I was contorting. You were. You were struggling. I was struggling. So I decided, you know what? You want the archers so bad... You can have them. I gave you a little sip of mine. I saw you enjoyed it. I knew you'd enjoy it. <laughs> Even though it's full of milk and cream, you enjoy it. <laughs> the <laughs> things you're intolerant. The thing you're intolerant to. So I thought you can have mine, and I'll have yours. We swapped. So you had a charitable approach to <laughs> Phil's words. I, like I said last week, said that I would take it on by taking what you want and being mm-hmm. your own biggest supporter. Yeah. So we went to McDonald's. <laughs> I agree with you. And. Oh yeah, what's the story about? Go on. So then you got this beautiful chocolate drink, okay? And you said, "Do you want to switch?" And I said, "No, I'm good with what I have, okay? I'm lactose intolerant." <laughs> I was sipping along; it was very sour. You couldn't understand it. And then we had a bit of a swapsy in about after a couple of minutes because we like to we like to share. And yours was delicious. <laughs> and you said, "You can have it if you want." And I thought to myself, "If you want the arches, take <laughs> the arches." So the polite girl in me. The girl that my parents raised should have insisted that we give our drinks back. We drink what we chose and we just deal with the choices that we've made in life. But I thought, no, Phil wants me to have what I want. And so I said, okay. I kept drinking your drink. (laughs) Right. So that's what we learned. (laughs) If you learned something from the Archers last week, uh, give us a comment, like, subscribe. If you took your... Give us an email, a tweet. So this week... Again, not much to pick from. Sorry. We have picked a bad few weeks to start this. That's okay. I think his only appearance came on Monday. I think it was the first scene talking to Mick, and this is the only thing that I could grab from it for you. I'm ready. They ain't got a clue, and they ain't gonna find out who did it. They ain't got a clue, and they ain't gonna find out who did it. So I'm gonna take from this. If I see an opportunity to do something, and there's no way of having any consequences, I'm gonna do it. Oh, okay. Mine is going to be about adversity. So the challenges in life, they ain't going to find out who did it. They don't already know. That to me is going to show me that when there's a challenge in my life, even if it seems like I ain't going to know who did it and I ain't going to find out, I'm going to push through and do it anyway. Because look what happened at the end of this week. We found Jaquiel's murder. You're right. So I'm going to push through. Phil was wrong. Oh my God. (laughs) So you're going to... I'm going to get arrested. (laughs) So you're going to take what you want, and I'm going to overcome adversity. Right, so, onwards with the tour of Albert Square. 
All aboard the Here Bill with the Express. At the Parking up at our favourite house. The, the Slaters. So they had the final duff duffs this week. Looking up at Haley cancelling her abortion. Oh yeah, but, another and dead dufter. I feel sorry for Haley because obviously she, I think she thought she was going to play this happy family with Alfie. Now she sees that Kat's going to go and get Alfie back. Oh, she's no, not she going. Has, she's not going. But she sees that she has all the power. Alfie doesn't want her back. She's ruined it with Kat. But isn't Alfie calling Haley now? There's a scene where Alfie was calling Haley and Haley rejected his call. He's calling every Slater in the Every book. Phone. Well, he loves the Slaters. And he's not getting any response. I mean, he's he's burning bridges with them. And I feel bad for Jean that she sold all of this douche. I feel bad for Jean that it was Stacy and Mo that came in and were like, oh, we've got all this for cheap, sell it on. We give the money to Kat? Yeah. Don't they owe loads of money to Jean? Yeah. <laughs> Jean was the one going out selling this. Yeah. Why didn't they go out and sell it? She's, because they're lazy. They Honestly, they're the worst family in the whole square. There's nothing redeeming about them except Jean and sometimes Haley. Isn't Stacey back with Martin? Yeah. And yet, Where's Ma- Why is Martin still living with Sonia? We lived with that storyline for years. And it's been it dropped. Like. It's just, they've kissed. Over. Done. It's just pointless. <laughs> this is EastEnders all over. I know. They give us like a half-hearted, half-arsed conclusion... And they go, that's nah, enough, isn't it? Kat goes, thank you so much. We are obviously all very poor. We have nothing between us. We all owe you a bunch of money. But I won't go to Spain, so no thanks. I'm going to stay with Little Mo instead. Little Mo instead, who obviously is okay with her sister just taking things in line. Also, this gets onto my, my point that I wanted to make of every text that is sent in this show <laughs> is the first text, if it's sent or received. Think about that. D.I. with Vincent. Yep. Always the first text. Little Mo, she just sent a message to her saying, on I'm way. on my way. Yep. But there was no correspondence beforehand. No, it's because they all delete. So they, just, they send one and delete her. Yep. What if it doesn't send? This is chaos. I, <laughs> I look back and like look at my messages to see what the conversation was. Don't you? Doesn't everyone? Yeah. Isn't that the point? Yeah. And everyone on the EastEnders, everyone on the Square is just going around deleting their messages. And it's, it's the first message all the time. I don't get it either. So if you can explain why you would need to delete all of your messages... And contacts. And contacts. Please get into contact with us at BWI underscore podcast. I mean, one theory is that they don't really need anyone's numbers if they're inside they the square. Because <laughs> they either wander around the square, open a window and go, OI! Or alternatively, they're constantly no losing their phones. How, well, sorry, how long, um, how long is it going to be until everyone works out that haley has got babies? She's contracted pregnancy. <laughs> She's been diagnosed as pregnant. And also, when that baby's born, how... Are they going to hide the floral shirts that it's born in? No, no, no. She's drinking a lot. How deformed is it going to be? Yeah. <laughs> Hard to say. Maybe, Where's that baby going to live? Maybe well? she's a liar, because she hasn't got flat. much money, you know? So maybe she's just keeping like the whiskey bottle and putting on apple juice in it. Oh, maybe that's true. And I think it's time. We've reached that time to pull up. And uh, play a little game I like to call Extenders Center Centers. I'm ready. I know you're ready. I'm introducing it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Calm yourself. If you, the viewer, wants to play along, if you're new to the show and don't know what this little segment's about, the rules are simple. I have taken some sentences said by characters this week on the show and I have cut off the end 
It may be one word, it may be a few words, just to clarify for last week, because you got confused for the first time in 15 weeks. <laughs> and your job is to tell me what that missing phrase or word is. So, without further ado, EastEnders Sentence Ender number one. In my day, it'd just be a punch up on the street. The worst you got was a black eye, and then you'd take it like a man. Thanks for the history lesson, Ted. Much obliged. Well, the only shanks I knew came with... The only shanks I knew came with what? Peas and potatoes. Peas and potatoes. Are yeah, you sure? He was talking about lamb shanks, gravy and potatoes. It's food. He's talking about lamb shanks. Peas yeah. and potatoes. Gravy and potatoes. Gravy and potatoes. Yeah. Let's find out. In my day, it'd just be a punch up on the street. The worst you got was a black eye, and then you'd take it like a man. Thanks for the history lesson, Ted. Much obliged. Well, the only shanks I knew came with roast spuds and gravy. Oh! I'll I give said. it to you. That's one point. I'll give it to you. You're off to a stormer. You're off yes. to an absolute riot. So, on to Eastender Sentencer, number two. I've, I've just been speaking to Dad. He's coming. Darius, too. Karen's trying to be nice. Because. Why is Karen trying to be nice? I remember the scene because then Karen leaves straight away um, because her son is still alive. Because her know. son is still alive. Yeah. Let's find out. I've, I've just been speaking to Dad. He's coming. Darius, too. Karen's trying to be nice because Keegan didn't die. I'm going to give it to you. Yes! It's too out <laughs> I'll tell you what. I think he might do it this week. Oh, don't say that. Because the next I'm one's pretty next easy. One. No. I did this one's an easy one, this next one. I'm not going to get the next one. Right, so the final sentence. This is for your first full marks. I think you're going to do it. I believe in you. I'm ready. Week 15. Okay. Let's find out. Yeah. Get off my back, all right? I've been hanging all day. Can you believe he slept through the memorial? Whatever. Can we sort this out, please? But Lou, what does Sharon know exactly? She just got a call from your mum. She said there'd been a break-in in the club last night. I sorted the CCTV. Guys, I reckon we should own up. We were upset about Shaquille when we needed a place to go. Yeah, they can't get angry with us after everything. Yeah, plus, old people do love it when... When we tell the truth. When we tell the truth. Yeah, I'm so sure it's that. You know what? Guys, I reckon we should own up. We were upset about Shaquille when we needed a place to go. Yeah, they can't get angry with us after everything. Yeah, plus, old people do love it when you tell the truth. For the first time ever, <laughs> on Bill With It's... EastEnders Sentence Ender. Amelia, full marks! It's taken me 15 weeks. <laughs> but you've done it. Three out of three. That's it. Yes. We end the podcast. It's over. Okay, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for your support. Our new podcast about Pizza Connections 3 will be up and running ASAP. <laughs> we have the hots and knots. Mm -hmm. So, Abner, can I ask you, who's your hot this week? Who is your hot, hot, hot? It's another horrendous week for a hot. You know who my hot was? Go on, give me a hot. Hunter Owen. <laughs> he saw a chance... To make to, money. To make money, to impress his girlfriend that we're not quite sure if he's actually interested in her or if he's just being a psychopath. Another storyline that's just been dropped. He, he, <laughs> he's pretending to care about Shaquille, someone he did not care about, has used an excuse to play spin the bottle and to get everyone into his club E20. And see some girls getting off, not the ones he wanted to get but off still, together. But I mean, he's just had a hot week. He was not having it when people wanted to be honest. He's not sexually confused. No. I mean, he slept through the memorial. That wasn't great. But... <laughs> But he'd really laid the groundwork because, like Louise said, Hunter didn't even know Shaquille. 
Who's your knot this My week? My knot this I've week. Knot. There is so many knots. I've got um, a, a clear winner. A, a clear winner. I think you're going to go for Carmel, aren't yep. you? Yeah. So <laughs> she is the worst person. So I'll let you have her. My knot is maybe going to be... Maybe Keegan? Maybe the pair of them together. Just just the worst. She just... She blames everyone but herself. She can't understand that it is just, you know, the fault of the stabber. And it's also an accident. She keeps... She blames Shaquille over and over again by saying, he was never ready for this world. Well, you know what, babe? You're his mum. Stop hanging... Stop setting out his clothes for the day. He's 17, 16 years old. And start parenting that boy. She, she freaked is. out when Kush he, said he might... When they said they might be going to Dubai. But hang on. Go with them? He's always been going to Dubai. Yeah. He's going with Denise. Mm-hmm. So why is she freaking out? Also, why can't she just go? Away. Away, yeah. We need a clean out. Yeah. We Can we get a clean out, out series? Oh, like a clean out, like that. just a storyline where a load of them, we need a serial killer. Bring back Aiden. Let him loose. We can just have a plague for Let a Let him walk around the square. With his cane. Popping people off for no mm. real good reason. Just asking for money. Yeah. Saying, you got my money? No. You did that. Yeah. Just yeah, popping people well. off. Yeah. And they're gone. No questions asked. Yep, he gets arrested or dies. End of that. We start afresh. The reboot happens. <laughs> yep, I'm happy with it. Any predictions for next week? So I don't think that this one's going to happen next week, but I think that they're building this Cat Haley relationship so that it's going to get to boiling point when that baby's born and Cat realises that it's Alfie's baby. Mm. But what I think is going to happen is initial upset feelings. But then Kat is going to step up and help raise Haley's baby. It could be that, or it could also be maybe, as you said last week, Haley could be lying about the whole cat, other man, no, Greek man business. No, because Kat said you're the only one who knows that. I was going to say maybe Haley also had it off with the other man, mm-hmm. who may be a bit suave skin looking. Ooh. The baby comes out, she believes it's Alfie's, but it comes out like obviously not Alfie's, he's not wearing a floral shirt. Yeah. And it comes out a little bit suave skinned. Bit handsome. Bit, bit handsome. Not yep. And speaking Italian straight off. Or, or Greek. Russian, or so Russian or whatever <laughs> foreign country he is. He has that little accent as a baby. And everyone goes, ah, oh, it's not Alfie. Is the stabbing going to be dropped next week? Yeah. I you. hope it is. Yeah. Because every other storyline seems to be dropped as soon as like yeah. there's some sort of mediocre semi conclusion. Are we getting Stu back? I'm sorry. But Danny Dyer has had it awfully the last few weeks yeah he's been leave daddy alone next week bring back the horse storyline the horse that meat funny. that was funny make me some more ian versus masood yeah ian versus masood get a little shirley storyline a funny shirley storyline in there yeah, where nice. she's doing something backhandedly shirley and robbie, maybe yeah get some robbie in there just i don't want any kazimis no i don't want to see a kazimi i don't want to crying anymore i want me crying i don't want denise i don't want to see Den- i don't want to see kim uh, I don't want to see Billy. No more Slaters. I don't want to see the Slaters. Yeah. Not even Haley. I'll see the not Taylors. Not even Jean. I'll see the Taylors. I want to see the Taylors. Yeah. Just not that much Bernie. Masood I don't want a week. Ian. I don't want a week of Bernie walking around wondering if she's a lesbian or if she's straight. I do not want that. Uh-oh. I've got nothing left. I've got nothing left. As always, if you want to reach us, you can comment on our YouTube channel. Remember to like and subscribe this video. 
you can email us at bealwithit.podcast at gmail.com mm. or follow us at bwi underscore podcast on mm-hmm. Twitter. We've got a Beal mm. With It Facebook page that is not mucked around with unless you yourself go and like it. And then I give you one <laughs> meme for every person that likes it. So really it's your fault that there's no memes. Yeah. And um, if you want to find us on Apple, uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. Unless you have mean things to say, then don't do that. Yeah. And McDonald's, if you're listening, we would love for you to sponsor Philosophy. Any sponsor. We'd, we'd have any. Oh, just Philosophy. Can we get different sponsors for each, each segment? I'm thinking the board game, Guess Who for Who 20 Me 20. <laughs> McDonald's for Philosophy. See, that's what our stories always revolve around. <laughs> McDonald's, yeah. And for Albert the Square Off could definitely be something like Red Bull. Squarespace. Some sort of. I do a lot of advertising with YouTube, yeah. so Squarespace, if you're listening. And EastEnders, Sentence Enders should just be BBC. So Are you ready to say goodbye? To park up. I parked up. Abner, listeners, EastEnders. Let us all gather together for this moment of the podcast. Beep, beep, bye. Bye.